This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Andrew Bryan, Chris Kennedy and Don Brock in the studio to get you through all the latest NRL news, including injuries to Tom Trebojevic, Corey Norman, and the Origin Bio Weeks are fast approaching. And is Cody Walker going to be at the Rabbitohs? Uh, we'll find all that out. You can get involved using the hashtag NRL Fantasy. Uh, boys, plenty to talk about this week, as always. Yeah, I took a couple of hits last week, as I'm sure most people did, and I was having a look at my team, and I haven't planned very well with my uh, my dual positions, which doesn't give me a lot of flexibility, unfortunately, so that was a little bit of poor planning on my part. Yeah, I mean, on the bright side, at least, uh, the footy itself has been fantastic. Last weekend was mm. one of the best weekends of footy I can remember. The Panthers Unless come back you're a Warriors was, fan. Unless you're a Warriors fan, or I guess a Manly fan, three tries in the first yeah, ten minutes and blew it. Sure, good good week for the Knights fans, yeah. though, at least, so. <laughs> Right, Saturday yeah. was fantastic. Those three games, all the triple header was just my Yeah, point. the Titan Storm game was as good, yeah. as good as it gets. Okay, you can catch us on Twitter at AndrewBryan321, at CKennedy80, and at Dom underscore Brock. As I mentioned, use the hashtag NRLFantasy to get involved. Let's get into the show. The latest in league. All right, first off, Sharks v Cowboys on Thursday night. Uh, Thurston named in the reserves. Now, they're saying that he's mainly coming to Sydney to do a Toyota promotion, but he's named in the reserves. You don't name Thurston unless he's a good chance of playing. Yeah, that's uh, it's got Ducks and Drakes written all over it, doesn't it? I, I don't know. I, I think they'll probably just monitor him through the week, and if they reckon they can get him through the game without further damage to his shoulder, then he's going to play. But like Paul Green, I, I don't think he's silly enough to risk him doing a, a season-ending injury just for a one-off club game, even if it's an important one. Yeah, my guess is he won't play. I mean, it yeah. shows up his spot for Origin, I guess, if he's seen as being close to returning. But, um, yeah, I don't think they'll risk him. And, Dom, the only other real news out of this one, Matt Pryor obviously suspended. Uh, Caelan Ponger again named the reserves, playing 20s last week. Uh, so... If you've got him, you pretty much need to get rid of him now. Yeah, I mean, he'll play around 15, we think. Um, he'll play again if Lachlan Coot gets injured again. But beyond that, it's hard to see him getting a run. Yeah, not an insta-sell. Probably a chance of a, um, a run in round 15 with some of the Origin players out, depending how they're going for depth. Um, no news, as always, on the Sharks team, really, other than that Paul Gallen looks very, very tempting uh, right now, coming into Origin, given that he won't play. Are we sure he's not going to play? He won't play. All right. Warriors and Dragons, uh, there's a fair few changes for this Warriors team who gave up that record score on the weekend. Solomon Carter is out, so Ken Marmolo replaces him, and Bunty Afoa starts at lock uh, for the Dragons. Tane Milne is out, but he's already lost 100 grand. He's only averaging 12 this year. Uh, sorry, he's in, and he replaces Ewan Aitken, who's done a hamstring. Yeah, and the other thing at the Warriors is uh, Manu Vadavai was named to play last week and then hurt his calf a day before match day, so uh, rookie Chance Nicole Klockstad gets another run this week, which is good for those who have picked him up. I don't know how great his long-term job security is with a bunch of wingers in that squad. Really good young player and and can find the try line, but I think job security would make me a little bit uh, wary of, of buying him at this point. And uh, shout-out uh, to one of our favourites, Paul Vaughan, who scored 74 last week, uh, doing a, a good job and now in contention for a New South Wales spot after playing reserve grade last year for the Raiders. Yeah, I don't know if that reserve grade stint was necessarily form-related or political or, or what it was. I think Paul Vaughan was still a, a better player at the time than guys like Clay Priest and, and Luke Bateman, but he's shown this year exactly what he's capable of and I'm... Uh, I think I'll put him in my origin team. All right, Broncos for the Tigers on Friday night. James Robert, Jimmy Legette is back. He's averaging 45, so a good option there. Uh, But Ben Hunt, 
He's been named on the reserves, and this has lots of teams sweating bullets uh, with Cody Nicarima, obviously a popular buy in recent weeks. Yeah, so hopefully for those who have Nicarima or even Andrew McCulloch, they you know rest up Ben Hunt for another week, don't rush him back, because as soon as he comes back, Nicarima will go to the bench, which will obviously hurt his scoring. It will probably hurt McCulloch's scoring a little bit. Um, yeah, so you know, fingers crossed for those of us who have those guys in our team. The noise coming out of the, uh, the Brisbane media last week was that he was training pretty well and looked like he probably could have played last week, which makes me think he's a big chance of coming back this week, which would be disappointing for myself given that I was really hoping for another price rise out of Cody Nicarima, not to mention the fact that he's my only decent half left after Corey Norman got wiped out as well. One factor, I guess, is that they're playing the Tigers in Brisbane and the West Tigers right now look... Unthreatening? Yeah. <laughs> about as beatable as it gets, so maybe they'll, you know, leave him out for another week. Plus rookie George Fire back to the uh, the reserves lifts after a few people bought him in last week for his uh, zero minutes on debut. <laughs> and uh, for the West Tigers, the Mitch Moses saga is finally over. He is now gone to the Eels. We'll talk about him soon. Uh, it means Jack Littlejohn gets a start, but the big news for the Tigers is Aaron Woods is back, which is great news for the Tigers. Uh, in a fantasy sense, though, he's only scored 150 this year, Aaron Woods. Yeah, I wouldn't be jumping on Woodsy with a number of other props that there are that are worth looking at, especially coming into Origin. <coughs> Pardon me. There's a few other guys. Malachi Wateniz Lesniak hasn't scored heavily, but he is uh, cheap. I don't know if I'd quite be jumping on him, but he's an option. Um, and uh, Jack Littlejohn, I've heard mentioned, he was uh, pretty decent on the base stats when he was at Manly, but hasn't really looked like it so far in his few games this yeah. year. And I think he's about 230k, something like that. So he's not super cheap. Probably, probably avoid. All right, the Titans take on the Seagulls, and this could be an, a very interesting matchup. Uh, obviously, for Manly, Tom Trebojevic uh, out for six, eight weeks, so if you've got him, you probably can't afford to hold him for that long. You've probably got to sell him no matter if you're playing for overall or head-to-head. -head. Uh, was averaging 46, and was on, he was on track for another massive score before he went down. He scored 55, but missed the last 15 or 20 minutes of that game. All right, CK, uh, syndesmosis. You've got a big rant about the syndesmosis. A lot of people seem to mistake what syndesmosis actually is. Can you explain to everyone what it is before we move on? If I had a dollar for every time, I heard someone who should know better saying he's suffered from syndesmosis. He suffered a case of syndesmosis. He's suffering from syndesmosis. Uh, syndesmosis is a part of your ankle. It's a body part. You've injured your syndesmosis. It's part of the joint. Uh, so you, you can say you've done a syndesmosis, you've hurt your syndesmosis, you've suffered a syndesmosis injury, but you haven't suffered from syndesmosis. End rant. Essentially, you're saying I've suffered a knee or I've suffered an elbow. Exactly. Uh, so the big news there, though, Tom Trevojevic, big blow for Manly. They're going to struggle without him because he's been in the thick of everything they're doing. Uh, obviously, Wright comes in at fullback. Uh, Jared Hayne named in the centres, uh, averaging just 27, 243,000. We've got a lot of questions on Jared Hayne as well. What do you boys think about Hayne and what he brings to the Titans yeah. at the moment? I mean, we've talked about in the last couple of weeks that playing in the centres is going to hurt his scoring most weeks because he doesn't get the chance to run the ball as much as he does uh, at fullback, but it's working for them at the moment. So I can't see it changing in the short term. Tyron Roberts has still been excellent at fullback. So, yeah, I think you just have to deal with mm. the occasional low score from Hayne if you have him. Two weeks in a row, they've really struggled to distribute the ball out to the left. They've gone right a lot um, to Hurrell. Uh, 
the good news there, I guess, that is that Hayne has gone looking for it. He scored those two tries, one from the quick tap, a little bit opportunistically um, a fortnight ago. He got a try assist drifting over to the right um, against Melbourne. So he's going to look for the ball and hopefully they get a bit better at distributing it to him as well. And Morgan Boyle, named on the bench, uh, going under the radar a bit, 182,000, averaging 30. Uh, he scored 39 last week in 57 minutes against Storm. And his base stat's pretty good, 20 tackles, about 180 metres. That's a pretty good bench forward. Yeah, it's a great game last week um, with those numbers. So, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a bench forward. He costs, what does he cost, 180 -ish? Yeah, about 182. Yeah, so he's a bit of a left field uh, cash cow option in the front row if you need one. Um, there are probably... a one or two others that are a bit cheaper this week that more people will get on. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Can't see him making a lot of money. I'd probably view him more as a cash out that hopefully might scrape off a few, a few extra dollars than a, a cash cow, per se. All right, the Eels take on the Raiders. Mitch Moses uh, named in the reserves, but Brad, uh, coach Brad Arthur has confirmed that he'll start in the halves. Uh, obviously, Corey Norman's a big blow to a lot of fantasy coaches, 468,000, but he's due back in round 17, so he's a sell. Um, what do we think here? And obviously, Gutherson will partner. Um, Gutherson will be in the halves as well. Yeah, Gutherson tends to score pretty well at fullback and at 5'8", but probably slightly better at 5'8", where he, he maintains those runs and tackle busts, but adds in some extra um, kick metres and tackles as well. So probably good for his owners and makes him a bit more, bit more appealing heading into the buy rounds. Corey Norman, obviously, a sell. Um, Mitch Moses, obviously pretty poor last week. Hopefully that was just his old contract drama getting him down. He'll, uh, he'll be a little bit better um, now that his head's settled, but I wouldn't be jumping on Mitchell Moses at this point, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's it's mixed news for Gutherson. His scores will go up, you would think, with uh, no Corey Norman there. Now that he's playing in the halves, he's, he's basically their you know, chief playmaker in the short term. But with Moses there, that means when they're full strength, they'll have Mitch Moses at 5'8", Corey Norman at halfback, Bevan French at fullback, leaving no space for Clint Gutherson apart from probably the wing. So yeah, his okay. scores will drop long term so if you've got him it's good in the short term I wouldn't necessarily buy him considering after round 17 his scores might drop probably be a sell when he gets moved to centre or wing post about round 17 I'd say yeah so you mentioned Bevan French who's back this week averaging 33 at 303 grand uh, for the Raiders Josh Papali is back pushing Bateman back to the bench uh, last time Moses played the Raiders he missed nine tackles and you think Papali will be looking for him again. That seemed to be a play that the Raiders obviously had targeted and you think they'll do the same, even though he's never played for the Eels. Yeah, sounds like he'll slot into the right uh, next to, <coughs> excuse me, Tepai Maroa, who's uh, pretty good at protecting his halves. Um, if Brad Takarangi's back on that edge as well, he's another big body that'll help look after Mitch Moses from that uh, Josh Papali assault that's no doubt incoming. Um, Raiders have got a few dramas themselves. Their whole right edge has just about disintegrated the last three weeks. Joey Lalu has disappeared into a black hole and forgotten how to play rugby league, uh, which has hurt Jordan Rapata's scores as well. And uh, Blake Austin's also struggling. Kotrick's doing okay still on the left wing, but their, their right edge is really battling at the moment. Do we think Lalu is going to hit double figures this week? It's a big question. Yeah, on recent form, you wouldn't be confident. <laughs> For CK and my fantasy team, so I hope so. But he has looked really disinterested at the moment. Hasn't really looked... A sh even a shadow of the player he was last year. It's been bizarre. Two weeks ago against the Bulldogs, he scored, I think it was 24-ish points and lost 20 of them in missed tackles and errors. Um, last week, he didn't 
have many demerits. He just had, what was it, three tackles and nine yeah. points in, in runs or something. So he barely broke out of single figures just in points scored, let alone after the demerits, which was really concerning. I guess if you bought him, like CK and I did, and a lot of coaches did after he hit two 60s in a row, you've lost money on him now. But there are no real... Yeah. Like the centre position is such a tough one that... You're just chasing points if you're bringing someone in now. You're just hoping that his form returns. I'm keeping him in the hope that he remembers that he's a devastating centre and it's just a bit of a lull. Otherwise, you'll sell him and you know straight away, as soon as CK sells him, he'll pump out an 80 <laughs> yeah. or a 90 or something like that. So yeah. the, the fact there's no standout centre this year, really, yeah. Tom Trebovich was probably it and he just got busted. So um, I think you may as well hold Leilua or anyone like that who's kind of up and down in the centres. I think Sione's probably looking like one of the best centre options. He's actually my other option anyway, so I can't buy him in because he's my one good centre. I'm not going to rush Dylan Walker back in having just sold him, and he's, he's coming off a team score anyway. So, yeah, I think if you've got Leilua, it's just hold and hold and keep holding and hope he uh, comes good at some point. And the random save of the week, I talked to David Middleton last night just to confirm this, but Mitch Moses is set to play the Rabbitohs four times this year in the regular season, which has never happened before in the history of the game. Obviously teams have played finals and played multiple games like that, but in the regular season Mitch Moses is going to be the first person to play the same team four times. He's making history already in his new club. All right, Knights take on the Panthers, and this is a hard one to tip, uh, depending on which Panthers side shows up. We know the Knights are going to fight till the end. Uh, Stam Stone back after missing last week with a break-even of minus two, so he's going to be one that people want to look at. Mitch Barnett also back. Uh, Luke Yates named on the bench, but knowing the Knights coach, as we do, that might mean that Yates is likely to start, given the, their late changes an hour before kickoff. Yeah, so... Yeah, Yates had the other way around last week. He was named Locke, went back to the bench. Um, Sam Stone got injured in the rep round, so he's back. Uh, at about 280000 I think he's a bit too expensive to pick up uh, as a cash cow, as we've said uh, last week. Um, Mitch Barnett, again, on the bench. Not great, but better than nothing if you've still got him. He's been, a, he's been a real disappointment after a massive score in, in round one. I think quite a few people actually bought him after that, so that's... Um not worked out too well for a lot of people. Their whole forward pack, like you said, it gets reshuffled every week. I think Yates and Stone are probably ideally a hold if you've got them, but I certainly wouldn't be buying anyone in that pack at the moment. All right, and Corey Harawira Naira was the most traded out player this week, but I think a lot of people are going to be hitting reverse trades if they can with the news that Fisher-Harris is out. Uh, CHN averaging 48, and when he starts, he's been a gun. Yeah, so he gets at least one more start. This might be his last start of the year if there's no more injuries in that back row. But great news if you've got him. Um, you know, he's, he's the gift that keeps on giving this year. He's, yeah. um, we expect him to play one or two weeks, and he's played a bunch and started a lot. Um, yeah, so he's even you know worth keeping in your 17 once again this week. Yeah, borderline keeper scores when he is starting. Break even up to about 35, I think, this week. So it's not, um, if you have already sold him and you don't want to reverse trades or you sold him last week, I don't think it's the end of the world, but you certainly can hold him this week, use him in your 17 and probably make a few more dollars out of him before he becomes a sell later on. All right, the Bulldogs take on the Roosters, and there's no real big news in this one, I don't think, other than Will Hopawada is now playing on Sundays. Uh, he's averaging 46 this year. He's had some big performances. He pumped out 300 metres a few weeks ago. Uh, 396,000, but if he's playing on Sundays, is he a player to watch? Yeah, I think so. This is this season's the best I've seen him play, I think, maybe even including his time at Manly. He's, um, 
He, he looks a lot sharper than he did. He took a long time to get his pace back after his Mormon mission, but he's looked really, really good. 300 metres on his return from injury from the, the broken cheekbone. Looked really uh, just involved, dynamic, uh, breaking tackles and offloading and, and just getting tonnes of metres. Um, and now that he's not missing games for, for religious reasons, then... Um, yeah, maybe he's not the worst option. Yeah, and the, with the dogs playing two uh, major buy rounds, that's a little extra thing for um, overall points. Um, both Hoppawati, James Graham, these kind of guys could be popular buys this week or next. All right, the Rabbitohs take on the Storm. Uh, Tyrell Fulmanu named on the bench. He was impressive on his debut, made lots of tackle breaks, and there are big raps on the kids. CK, I think you interviewed him in the sheds after the game. What can you tell us about Tyrell? Yeah, good young kid. Um, had a good chat. He was a, a good talker for, for a young bloke making his debut. Was quite impressed with him. Um, he, I feel like his minutes were maybe a little bit inflated. I think he came on for an HIA for Charrington and then he got subbed off for the HIA and then he came back on. Oh, sorry, he, I think he came on for Jason Clark's ankle and then he got some more time out of an HIA. Whichever way it was, I think his minutes were a bit inflated. Um, and he got, was it mid-20s in, in base stats, then six tackle breaks on the top of that. Yeah. So I th the fact that he broke six tackles in 30-something in minutes on field is very encouraging. I'm um, not quite sure how much to read into his, his minutes and his base stats at this point. His minutes weren't, still weren't that big, I think, yeah, about half an hour. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he can make a big impact while he's on the field. So he'll be popular this week. Again, with the buy rounds, he plays all three major buy rounds. So overall, coach is looking for a cash out and a possible cash cow. He looks a good option. Yeah, he sort of came in. Uh, Michael Maguire had a team meeting and he basically told the boys that um, there was going to be a reshuffle um, and preference was going to be given to guys who really wanted to work hard and obviously Formano's um, meets that criteria and his, um, his involvement in his short time on field uh, backs that up and the fact that he did quite well, you have to think he's set for a decent run in the team at this point. Dom, you mentioned cash-out options, and that's quite telling because we're going on to the Storm with Felice Kafusi named on the bench with Joe Stimson starting. Kafusi uh, was averaging 47, cost 452 now. He's made a tonne of cash, but now that he's on the bench, he could be a straight swap for Phil Manu. Uh, Stimson scored a try but didn't score a lot of points. People are talking about Stimson as a cash cow, yeah. but probably a bit... Too early to be saying that. Yeah, so I mean, Stimson's still uh, one fifty something, so he's he's very cheap for a starting back rower. He just, as you say, ha hasn't really scored many points this week, this week, this season. Um, he's played some decent minutes once or twice, and and didn't get big scores then either. So, a bit of a risk. Um, Kafusi, yeah, he he was probably a trade after the weekend when he only played 54 minutes um, and he's a definite trade now on the bench um, but you know he's been a fantastic cash cow so yeah either a cash out to one of those guys or an upgrade pretty easy upgrade to one of the guns this week yeah people are sort of questioning why he's been bumped i'm wondering if it's just a, a workload thing he's hardly missed a minute of nrl yeah. all season until uh, last week when when Torhu came back and maybe it's just time to start managing his, his workload a little bit but for our purposes, certainly makes him a sell after he's made an absolute bucket of cash. And uh, Sam Burgess, fresh off a 96, uh, pumping out scores consistently. And Angus Crichton scored 71 last week as well, uh, showing great work to get round Tedesco. Those two are killing it at the moment. Yeah, so Sam Burgess is, you know, a must-have for overall, I think. Um, one of the elite guns. Crichton, after a quiet week last week... Um, yeah, had another big round. So he, he could still potentially be a borderline keeper this season. Yeah, just that one-off game against Manly where South hardly had the ball, didn't really help his scores, but he's been fantastic since he's been moved into the starting pack aside from that. And uh, another great option for overall coaches. 
All right, let's get straight into the cash cows. Cash cows. Uh, there's four that I wanted to mention. We've sort of touched on them a bit. Uh, Terrell Fuamanu, 159,000, and a dual position player. Joe Stimson, who we just mentioned, uh, starting in the second row for Melbourne. Malachi Wateni Zalesniak, uh, scored 24 last week, and he's only 151,000. And Charles Nickel Klockstad, again, uh, averaging 34, and he's only played a couple of games for NRL, plus that game for Cook Islands, but he looks like a super player given what the Warriors are going to do with all their outside backs. Yeah, so that's the big question for him, his job security. Um, if, if an injury is the main thing keeping Vatavai out, then you imagine he comes back at some point in the next few weeks, um, which would be bad news uh, for him. Um, uh, the others, yeah, there's kind of question marks over all of them. Wateni Zelezniak and the Tigers centres looks like he's got pretty good job security with mm-hmm. Idris gone for the season. Um, he didn't have a big score last week, but he, he looked looked pretty solid. You know, tries could come his way at some point. Um, what do you think of the other two? Yeah, not basically just base stats for Malachi, so if he gets some attacking stats on yep. top, um, he could be a bit better. Fulmano we talked about a bit. I think he's the best of the cheapies this week. Um, dual position flexibility between centre and back row is a, a huge plus. Work rate in his time on field was really good. Um, the fact that Souths were doing badly, made a bunch of team changes and then had a good game and he was part of that uh, works in his favour. Um, not really anyone coming back to take his job unless um, Michael Maguire decides to, to reshuffle the team. There's other guys who can play there, but he's got there on merit. Um, so he could potentially stay there if he keeps yeah. playing well. And the fact he, he looked really good when he came on yeah. and Souths have been underwhelming a lot this season and mm. they looked great in the weekend. So, Yeah. Fan questions from the hashtag, yeah. All right, let's get into the questions. You can get involved using the hashtag NRLFantasy. First one comes from Carla Sindel. Uh, is it a risk to trade in Cody Walker and Clint Gutherson now, given the news that Cody Walker has asked for a release? I'm sure we'll get more information in the next coming days. I'm sure South Sydney will figure out something there. But Cody Walker averaging 48 and was very popular with his buy schedule. And Gutherson, as we mentioned before, probably not a buyer given that he'll move back to the wing fullback. Yeah, so we're, we're a bit in the dark on the Cody Walker situation. Um, I mean, I can't see him leaving the club anytime soon. It, it could just, whether it, you know, this all off, off-field stuff has effect on his, on his game week to week is the question, but leaving that aside, everything else points towards him being a good buy. Um, Gutherson, as we said before, uh, he should be good in the short term, so six weeks, but then after that, his scores will probably drop if he gets bumped out wide. Yeah, Walker was great on the weekend at fullback, and he obviously, you know, this hasn't all emerged since that game. He would have been dealing with it at the time, and it didn't affect his performance. He's still got a great buy schedule. I can't see the club letting him go. Um, they managed to sort something out. I think he'll stay, and I think he'll be a good buy round pickup. Uh, as Dom said, Gutho, I think, is probably going to be a sell post round 17, but will be good until then. All right, Andy Tomlinson wants to know who do you play? Hain or CNK? Uh, boys, these acronyms are getting out of control. It's hard to keep up. Chance Nickel Clockstat. Well, he kind of needs one because, he's like Corey Parawir and Ira, it's quite clunky to, to say if you've got to do the full thing every time. Um, but yeah, out of those two, I'd definitely play Hain. I know he had a poor score on the weekend and came off injured towards the end, but uh, his upside's probably a little bit bigger. Yeah, I agree. All right. Brandon Johnson wants to know. He's wanting to upgrade Uate. Thinking about Munster, Munster's averaging 44, cost 423,000. Is there anyone else we think around that range that might be good, or do we think Munster's not a bad option? It's hard to get a read on him because he played the first, what was it, four, 
to six weeks at fullback between um, Slater and uh, who else was injured? No, he was injured. Anyway. <laughs> he broke his jaw. <laughs> he was in. That's why Riley Jackson was in the team. So he started at fullback, had a, a good score at fullback. Uh, he's come back. He's now had two straight 50s at, at 5'8", which is his first decent scores at 5'8", but it's um, it's back-to-back in his past two starts, um, which is encouraging. I was a little bit cool on him because um, I didn't think he was going to score as well in the halves as at fullback, but he's uh, he started to come good. I had a look at the draw, though. Storm do have a very tough run from about round 14 to 23 with, I think, a lot of Sharks, Broncos, Roosters, Cowboys games in there, which might make scoring a little bit tougher than it has been in his last two games, but uh, a fair bit to like. Yeah, and for overall, they play, I believe, in round 15 and 18. They have those two major buy rounds they play, so Munster and all Storm players who aren't playing Origin will be handy in those rounds. They do have a buy, I think, in round 19. So... Yeah, there's a lot to like. It might be, because of that, it might be an idea to pick him up maybe after the first buy round and really, really cash in. A little bit of talk, he might play Origin as well. I don't know how likely that is, but he does have the, the combination with the Storm Maroon Stars as well, so keep an eye on that one, I guess. All right, shout-out to Kiri Nation who tweets in every week. Uh, we talked about cashing out Kafusi, but Kiri Nation wants to upgrade him. Uh, Gallon is the obvious one, averaging 58. We're all saying that he won't play Origin, uh, but there's obviously players like Graham, Jack DeBellin, uh, Jake Turbo, James Tupau, all options. Is Gallon the, the obvious pick if he's got the cash? Yeah, I mean, for overall, again, they uh, the Sharks play in the first two major buy rounds, which helps a lot. Um, assuming Gallon doesn't play Origin, he should be. I mean, he might be the top scorer of both those rounds. So, yeah, he looks good if we're certain he's not going to make an instant comeback to Origin. As certain as he can be, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't think Gallon will play Origin. I think he's the best option available. It sort of depends if you're looking potentially at front row or back row or if you're stuck with a back row only or a front row only option. Um, but I think Gallon's the best either way. All right. Jared Vidler wants to know, uh, Tedesco in for Trebojevic and Tapao in for Kafusi. Obviously, he's got a fair bit of cash on him. Uh, Tedesco hasn't played well the last few weeks, but we're all hoping that he bounces back and a lot of teams are probably in the same boat with Tedesco. Yeah. Um his price is probably going to drop again this week, I think. I haven't seen his break even, but as you say, a couple of quiet games. Uh, he should still be, you know, the top fullback this year, we're guessing. Um, so, you know, obviously a pretty good buy there. Um, the other one, Tapao, has been pretty amazing the last three rounds. Three scores above 60, I think. He got well, he's a- averaging 60 now. Yeah, OK. And he got, I think, 80-something on the weekend. I can't really see him keeping that up all year. He's never, mm. he's never scored that highly consistently, and he does tend to get suspended a bit but um that's the risk he gets suspended and injured a bit yeah. as well but if he can get that over it was the same with Tedesco a few years ago that he was always a risk because he was going down injured a lot but if he can stay on the field then those scores yeah you can't expect 80s from him but the 50s to 60s the way the Manly pack's working he's the leader of that pack and so yep. instrumental in everything that Manly does uh Manly probably going to struggle a bit so I don't know how if that's going to affect him now that Tom Trebojevic is out if that affects the power in any way shape or form or if he steps up again I don't know yeah so in the short term he's his price is on the way up and his form is great. Um, yeah, but you, you could be getting him at a pretty high price now and he might go back to 40s and 50s. I was basically in that situation this week with Kafusi. I've got to sell him and I can only get a front rower because I've got no jewels in the back. And I, I looked at Tapao and I just thought, 
he can be quite hot and cold. He's had a recent hot run of form. He's almost due for a cold run. I just can't see him keeping this consistent tackle busting up. <clears throat> he does get, as you mentioned, engine suspended a bit. I end up going for, for Ryan James, who's really spiked um, with the benefit of Nathan Peets coming back and feeding him some tries close to the line. I think he'll be much more consistent. Um, and just on Tedesco, he's the best fullback in fantasy, but on the eve of origin for a bloke who can get injured a little bit, it's a, it's a risky buy, but he's always good to have. All right, CK, I'll throw this one to you. The screwdrivers want to know, is Trent Marin worthy of being captain? Panthers v the Knights. Uh, he scored 77 and 44 the last two weeks, but his scores haven't been consistent all year, as we've mentioned. Uh, is Marin likely to go big against the Knights? Well, he can do. Like, he might get a try and, and bust out 80 and have a ton of offloads. But given his um, his form this year, I don't think I'd be taking a risk on him, especially if you've got, you know, I assume you've got a gun hooker, which is either Cam or, or McCulloch, who you can go with. Um, other guys, you know, you must have a gun somewhere, like a Gallon or a DeBellin or, or someone you can rely on. Um, I don't think I'd be taking a risk on Marin, no. Yeah, and he might not get that much defensive work if, you know, if the Panthers click and run in a lot of tries. All right, we get this question a lot, but Rami H28 wants to know what is the ideal number of trades left for head-to-head and overall? I can't really see it. there's an ideal number. I guess if you're playing head-to-head, you want about eight trades with four weeks to go so you can you know, fix injuries and cash out and really make your team good. Whereas if you're playing overall, I think uh, like I've only got about 19 trades left or maybe 18 after this week. So you're sort of just burning through trades now and you sort of hope to hold on towards the end of the season. Yeah, the more the better, basically. Yeah, um, yeah overall, people will, will burn a lot of trades in the next uh, couple of months over Origin. Head-to-head, you should really conserve them now and save them up for finals. Yeah, the basic it. tactic. But we haven't really got to the point of the season where the amount of trades you will have used diverges for head-to-head and overall. So you're probably going to have somewhere between 18 and maybe 23 either way. And like Dom said, you're going to burn through them now if you're overall and head-to-head. Keep Try and keep eight up your sleeve for the last four weeks. All right. Uh, Fantasy Lover wants to know. He's playing head-to-head. Kafusi to Sam Burgess and Jared Wallace to Crichton. Good trades, question mark. I like the first one. I don't really like the second one. Well, both of those guys are going to miss two head-to-head games. They've got good buy schedules for overall coaches. Um, Crichton, you probably missed the boat a little bit, although he is putting out keeper-level scores at the moment. Was that trading Wallace out? Trading Wallace out. So Wallace averages 47 and costs 429. Crichton averages 50 and costs 479. So not worth it. And that 47, Wallace had a a head knock, which really lowered one of his scores. So he's a 50-point player. Hold him. That's easy. All right, James Cowell wants to know, when does Hayne get dual position player? It would really help him this week. Yeah, so he's played, uh, what's that, two games at centre? Two starts, yeah. Yeah, so two more games at centre, he'll get dual position. All right, and the final one this week comes from Leith O. Fitz. Uh, Leilua has been scoring poorly, and with a break-even in the 70s, this week, should I sell him or keep him? As we said before, I think you have to keep. I mean, I don't know. He can't, he's not going to be this bad all season. Mm. You're crystallising a lot of losses if you sell him now as well. Exactly, and there's no standout replacement option. I guess if he was a forward, you could probably look for a yep. more consistent forward who gets through base stats with tackles and run metres and those sort of things. With the outside backs, as we've talked about, they're not as consistent, um, and you're sort of chasing your own tail and guessing that someone else is going to have a big week, whereas you know over the course of last year that he was a really good scorer and he has the potential to refine that form at any point. Yep. Um, so I and guess look, it's 
Yeah. If you got 60 this week, you wouldn't really be surprised. Like, mm. he, he could do that at any moment, so... And who are you going to bring in for him, really, who's going to be a guaranteed 40-plus yeah. scorer in the centres? That's exactly right. Boys, anything else to add? That's about all we've got time for. Uh, any trades that you're looking at this week? Yeah, Kafusi to Ryan James, I think I've locked in, and Corey Norman to Sean Johnson, given that I am focused on head-to-head rather than overall. Yeah, so similar, like a lot of people need to trade out both Corey Norman and Kafusi. We'll lock in who I'm bringing in closer to the start of the round. Very cagey from Dom, as always. That's full time on the episode of the NRL Fantasy Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at AndrewBryan321, at Dom underscore Brock, and at CKennedy80. Uh, we're loving the questions uh, that you send in using the hashtag NRL Fantasy. Lots to talk about. Make sure you're up to date with NRL.com before the team lists get announced. Uh, and enjoy round 11. For your chance at $350,000 in cash and prizes, head to fantasy.nrl.com and register your team today. You've been listening to the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast.